Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 72 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, the tan man himself, Nick Manella. How we doing, buddy? You got an awful lot of color there. Yeah, man. It's been good. It's been nice to be able to get outside every now and then and, yeah, not be completely stuck to my desk like a just like a miserable drone every day. I mean, you know, Monday through Friday, just going through the grind. So other than that, can't complain. Not the best weekend in, uh, in my world, but you know what? <laughs> another day, another dollar. We you move would, forward. Do you want to tell the story or would you rather not? Uh, no, I'll tell it. Um, so uh, for those of you that don't know for the last like seven months, I've been in the process of restoring a classic car and uh, it's not in the same state that I'm currently in. So I'm doing a lot of this over the phone and can be very stressful at times, especially when, you know, money gets involved. And, um, you know, as anyone who's a, a car guy will tell you, you know, it's when it rains, it pours when you find one problem that leads to three, which leads to five, which leads to 10. So, you know, the first time the guy comes to you and says, Oh, your car is ready. It's no, no, it's not. That was about three months ago. So um, yeah, I was all set and good. I was going to drive it back from New York to Maryland. And then uh, the right rear muffler on the car decided it didn't want to come with me. So um, yeah, a little bit of rust there, a little bit of a, you know, I don't know if it caught something on the ground, but yeah, we were about 20 minutes into the drive when the muffler came off and uh, you know, part of it came off. The other part was still attached to the car. So pulled off into a abandoned Toys R Us parking lot in Brooklyn for two and a half hours and then, you know, <laughs> managed to still get home. But, you know, the car is is not currently with me. It is back at the shop. So that that is the life I'm currently living. Yeah, when you told us that, I felt pretty bad for you. I know you've been working on this for a bit. I, I, I will say I got a tiny laugh at it. I know you don't oh, want to hear it's that. It's funny now. I mean, when yeah. I like when it happened, I was like full three sheets to the wind just george costanza rage it was yeah it was not pleasant hey man it happens it's part yeah. of it hey so this week we're gonna win all that money back that you have to pay to transfer exactly the car. exactly so it's all good we're off to a hot start already uh and i'm gonna toss it off to my other co-host who is in the midst of his cross-country road trip and he is in denver colorado i believe right now mac how we doing Yes, sir. How's it going? I am in Denver. Uh, that's why I don't have my normal, if you're watching on YouTube by any chance, I don't know if anyone watches on YouTube, but that's why you notice I don't have my sweet hockey background here. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Uh, today was a little sketchy, just driving in like snowy mountains, two lane cliff. You kind of feel like you're on like DK summit for all you Mario, Mario Kart fans so, out there. So you've honed your skills at this for years. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, Oh, get me in the zone here. But no, uh, I think I'm through like the most challenging part of the trip at this point. Um, the next couple of days I'm going to go to uh, from Denver to Nebraska and then from Nebraska to Iowa and then from Iowa to Milwaukee. So it's a couple short days left um, and it should be pretty flat and pretty fucking boring uh, scenically as far as that goes. So how was Vegas? I have to ask. Vegas was crazy. I, I did not know I was staying at like a top like hotel. Like I've done this, this trip once before when I moved out to LA 
And same thing, my dad booked all the hotels for me just so I didn't have to like worry about it. Thankfully, shout out dad for that. And, um, but you know, he's, he mostly sets me up in like, you know, modest little, like, you know, Del- yeah. it's like a double tree or like a La Quinta Inn or whatever the fuck it's like yeah it's nothing special I'm it's a, a room a bed a fridge I and literally like, just yeah, need to sleep there for the yeah. night like yeah so I wasn't and it's usually also in the middle of fucking nowhere too and so I'm like pulling into Vegas and my GPS is like two minutes away and I'm like in Vegas and I was like oh where are we <laughs> and next thing I know like it said it said it was a double tree too in my notes that my dad left me and I was like cool yeah I've stayed at double trees are like pretty chill uh, you get those hot cookies the, the oh, they yeah. make you like hot cookies, but I pull up in big letters. It's like the Tropicana by double tree. And I was like, Oh no way. And I go in there and it's just like a, I mean, you guys saw it a little bit on the story, but yeah, it's just like a gambler's haven, uh, full casino, lots of bars, super expensive though. I was glad I was only there for one night. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a town that the three of us should not spend more than 48 hours in. Oh, God, no. Or when I was checking out the next morning, there was a couple in front of me that were like, we'd, um, we'd like to stay another night. And I was like, this is trouble. Oh. Don't do it. Don't do it. And you start to think you're like, could I possibly I know, like, do wow, that as well? Nice to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do right. another night. Like, uh, Any wagers? Um, I, I'm, I'm so intimidated by like the gant, like the actual gambling floor. Like I'm, I'm still, keep in mind, I'm only 22. So like, I haven't had yeah. a chance to like really go to a casino and like ball out yet. So I don't yeah. know. I played a couple slot machines, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I wish I had the balls to walk over to like the craps table and be like, how the hell does this work? But like, well, that's the thing I liked when like I went to Vegas and I was in the same boat. Like, I think I was 21 when I went and if you talk to like the dealers, like they want you to play. So they'll like help you out. Like I sat and I chatted. I was literally the only person playing blackjack at this table and just talked to the dealer. She was super nice for like probably an hour and a half. And I think the problem is with like, I was at the Bellagio, you were at the Tropicana. Like a lot of those tables, like the buy-in is like 20, 25 bucks a hand. Yeah. It was pretty high ball stuff too. Yeah, That's why I didn't feel comfortable just like jumping in and being like, Hey, you're here to not fuck me over. Right. And sometimes (laughs) you get that, like you get that asshole who's at the blackjack table who's like like they want like a good partner because like what you're doing also does right. affect the people next to you and then of course they're going to be like an ass when you know you hit on something that they wanted or you know right, vice right. versa so i always liked going to old vegas where the um i went to this one casino called ellis island they had like a great elvis impersonator it was hysterical but like <laughs> their their buy-in on the table was like five ten bucks a hand and that was perfect sure. yeah yeah well, hopefully one day I'll I'll learn, but maybe not in maybe not in Vegas. Maybe I'll hit the uh, the old Potawatomi in uh, Wisconsin this summer. <laughs> Potawatomi, wow, yeah, there's something. Um, all right, well, that's kind of catching up over our lives over the well, weekend. How was your other? Your, how was your second vacation? Oh well, yeah, I was in um, I was in Saint Petersburg, Florida, uh, celebrating a nice nice little anniversary with the lady uh it was a very pleasant trip very warm uh we did we did a kayak tour on the i'm gonna fuck this up wacky wokey river i don't know so two w's back to back Great and I, name. I can't remember it was cool water was crystal clear you could like see everything there was like fish jumping out of the water you know you got to swim in it it was a lot of fun um the weather down there just 
Anytime you get palm trees, it's perfect. I, I miss it already. We got back to BWI and I walked out of the plane and I was just like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> like this place sucks. <laughs> yeah, really. So yeah, it was, it was a good trip. Um, pretty relaxing. Kept the, uh, kept the bartender busy. So I was going to say, we did get one snap one night that was quite entertaining. So, and that's all I'm going to say, <laughs> good but stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good stuff. You, you know, like the frozen drinks and shit at like beaches, like at secrets or something. Yep. Uh, Those will get you. Deleting them. So they, the problem with that is they go down easy and then they sneak up behind you and just smack you in the face oh, yeah. with a baseball bat. I mean, it and is, then the next day you're like, oh, oh it's the God. worst. Yeah. You want to yeah. hear something grosser? Is it like not allowed? Oh, no. Fire away. So oh, there's no. this one drink called the Hula Hula. And it was like fucking, I don't know, neon green. I took a shit the next morning. It looked like no. the green man from the Canucks no. came out. Oh, no. <laughs> it was horrible. God. It was uh, so bad. It was okay. so, so bad. I was like, all right, that's got to yeah, stop. A, that's a one and done for me. But Oh, my yeah. God. So there's that one. I mean, hey, you asked. I asked. So. No, there you go. That, I mean, right. that, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> Let's get to the news. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, but before we do, we just want to let you know that uh, this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's real bay apparel made by real bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. I did wear that hat the entire trip down there. Bartender asked me what it is. Pulled up the phone, showed her the Instagram, gave her the website. It's all good. I think she might have bought something. We'll see. Hell yeah. Kyle's going to love that. She could buy a couple hats with the amount of tips that we gave her. So. Um, <laughs> Your bar tab alone. Um, yeah, really. All right. Let's get into the news. I'm going to toss it off the, to Nick to drive the bus. So we've got a lot to cover today. Like I say every episode, but there's a, like a ton of just like random stuff to cover today. Uh, you know, a bunch of stuff from the minor leagues that we'll get to couple big injuries that I want to highlight, but we, I feel like we have to start with what was probably the most significant moment of this season so far. And honestly, I think you can say maybe one of the records that will never be touched uh, across all sports when you think about it, but Patrick Marlowe passed Gordie Howe for the most games played in NHL history last night when the Sharks faced off against the Golden Knights. Uh, fun fact, Patrick Marlowe made his debut on October 1st, 1997, when I was three years old, Harrison was one years old, and Mac was not even born yet. <laughs> That's so, crazy. If you, if you want to think about how long yeah. that guy's been playing, like I'm 26, Harrison's 24, and Mac's 22, just, you know, factor that in. Uh, what a you class know, act. You want to know who else wasn't born yet when he debuted? Who? Who? 18% of the players that have played in the NHL this season. That's nuts. Yeah, that's insane. Did you guys see the custom gloves that he got? Those, those were, were really so cool. Sick. Yeah. So he, cool. he wore those during the game, right? I no. think during practice, I know. He yeah, did it wasn't practice. during the game. I watched uh, the, I, I watched like the, the first 10 minutes of the game and then I fell asleep. But I mean, you feel like this just couldn't have happened to like a more deserving and like better guy. I mean, he right. just seems like the nicest yeah. person in the world. 
Yeah, he, he he did his NHL network thing with Jackie Redman, and he could tell he's just super humbled. His post game interview, he you know he was basically in tears. Sucked in Pittsburgh, but I won't hold that against him. You know, good good record. The uh, best one thing that I, I'm sorry, you go. The best tweet was the Hurricanes Twitter account went Patrick. Oh, Moore, it was hilarious. Kane's legend. It was so funny. Yeah, that was great. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh God, why is it escaping me? Don't let us. Oh, Butchie, he was talking about it. Marlowe's going through two lockouts. Yep. And a pandemic. So imagine how many games he's lost as a result of that. And really, how many wow. expansions has he gone through? Um, I think well, three. I, I think yeah. you're right. I think in '97 there was. What? How many teams in the league? 20... 26 or something or like seven that. Or seven? Yeah, somewhere seven, around there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's a great record to have. It's I would say right after most points or most Stanley Cups, that's definitely got to be up there. Um, so good for him. I, I don't know if he'll retire after the season. I think maybe he's alluded to it, but. Jumbo Joe keeps going. He could catch him because Jumbo Joe's like number five. So that's True. what that's what I was going to ask you guys is I, you know, when I saw this and you start to read about it a little bit more, I'm, I'm just thinking that no one is going to, I mean, uh, maybe Jumbo is the only person who has a shot, but is anyone else yeah. going to be able to touch this? Cause I feel like guys just don't play for this long anymore. And now you start to see these guys who come in at like 18 and then retire at like 34. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be. I also have no idea where Chara is. I'm a little surprised he's not. He, up. He's up there, but he's like. I think he's about to have his like 1600th yeah. game or his 1700th game or something Casual. somewhere around there. Yeah. So it's way up there, but he, it's not high enough where like he. I don't think he could ever break it because, I mean, God love him, but he doesn't. He doesn't look like he can play like for like no, three more not. years. You know. Yeah. I think the most mind blowing stat out of all of this that I've read is that Marlowe has missed. 32 NHL games in 23 NHL seasons. Yeah. Which is just absurd when you think about it. Like you think about all the other players who have been around for that long and all the time they've missed. And the fact that he's been able to be that consistent and that uh, relevant for that long. Like, I mean, he's, you know, I know he's older now and he's not as, as big of a factor as he used to be, but I mean, he was always up there as probably the Sharks best player for a really long time. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One guy, you're going to like this answer. One guy that I would give a small chance of hope other than Joe Thornton to perhaps pass this depends how long he plays. I don't even know what his games played is at right now, but just given how long he's been at it and the lack of injury history. Ovi. Yeah. I don't think he'll get, to 1700 i don't even know if he'll get to like 16 or 1500 i know he's he's over a thousand at this point it's um i'd love to know how many games he's missed in his career it can't be more than like 40 or something like that he has missed i i want to say i know that it's like 20 something but i i wish i could give you the exact number but it's it's not a lot of games at all he's so durable man that's what i'm saying like if he and some of those games are i think he was like suspended for like one or two as well well because of the all-star thing remember he would always skip the all-star game get suspended every year so and i remember he got suspended so even less games that he was injured yeah he got suspended for like a couple questionable hits early on in his career too so 
Um, and then, I mean, there was a couple times early on in his career that he was banged up too. So he definitely missed, uh, yeah. you know, a, a but small never more amount, than like but a yeah. game or two or like maybe three in a row and then like right back at it. Yeah. I mean, was, where do you, we'll where do you think all, his games played is at, uh, 1,194 right now. Okay. So, I mean, he's got a long way to go. Yeah. Let's see if he ditches for Russia. Who knows? Yeah. I also think it's nuts that like when Marlowe came into the league, he was like the second youngest player to play in the league. And the youngest was like going back to the 1940s. So he was basically the youngest person to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 18 years and I don't know however many months. I think the guy that did it in like the 1940s was like 17. Uh, so I, I like, I know that still counts, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not, Right. It doesn't really count, but yeah. Yes. So huge congrats to him. And like we've said already, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, speaking of nice guys, uh, Braden Holtby was incredible as the Vancouver Canucks come out of their sort of COVID purgatory disaster and knock off the Maple Leafs in an epic comeback after being on pause for 24 days. Uh, if you're a Leafs fan, that just has to drive you up the wall. Uh, that's got to be one of the most infuriating losses of the season. And if you're a Canucks fan, you got to be like classic Leafs loss. It really know? is. And if you're a Canucks fan, you're like, all right, we still have a chance here. I mean, did you guys watch sweet, that game? Sweet car, yeah, sweet cartwheel save, and also like Holpe needed that so badly. Like he needed a big moment like that, and he needed a win more than anything. I feel like it's been forever since that guy's gotten in the win column. So it was good to see him get one. Fun fact. Uh, the Canucks were the third biggest underdogs that game, money line wise, of the season. They were at plus three twelve right before the game started. The, I, wow. Their live bet down two zero had to be somewhere in the six to seven hundred range. I would imagine. So yeah. if you did that, congratulations. If you're a psychopath as well, but um, somebody yeah. out there did it. Someone did it. Yeah, great, great win for them. Good game winner by Bo Horvat. Uh, that Holpe save, I know we reposted on the Instagram, just a good old-fashioned cartwheel. Gotta love it. Stack the pads. By the way, if you're any of the people on social media that were saying, oh, this was better than the save in Vegas in the cup final, you, I don't know what you're smoking, but you should probably get off nah. of it, like now. Nah. Who said that? I saw so many tweets that they were like, the save 2.0, or like, this makes the Vegas save look like obsolete. I was like, oh my God, you are so wrong. It's a little bit of a stretch. So dumb, but oh well. Um, the <laughs> moving on. Wait, wait, time out. What? I just checked the scores. Penguins are up three nothing in the first ten minutes of the game against Jersey. I put that Mike Matheson prop in. He scored the first goal of the game. Nice. I there can't fucking lose. Attaboy. Jersey is when he's hot, he's reeling hot. right now, and I will get to that later in the episode. But they're they are, so bad. They're bleeding right now. Uh, the Memorial Cup has been canceled for the second straight year, and it's only the second time that it's been canceled in its history. The 2021 rendition of the tournament has been canceled due to, obviously, the COVID pandemic. Obviously, there's a huge mess going on with the the three leagues under the CHL right now. Two of them are playing. One of them is not. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, it just sucks to see because it's always one of the best tournaments, especially if you're, you know, if you're playing in it, you know, obviously like when we had Zach come on and he talked about his experiences there and, you know, a lot of those guys made their name in that tournament. Um, Zach was one of the guys who was fortunate enough to be able to win it. And it's definitely one of the hardest trophies to win. Cause as we've mentioned on this show, it's not only that you have to win your league, 
then you have to go and beat the champions from the other two leagues. So you really are the best of the best in junior hockey when you do win that. So uh, it just sucks for all these kids who are trying to get their name out there and trying to get drafted right now. And um, I think we've started to see how this pandemic is starting to affect scouting and has started to affect the draft uh, going forward into this next season. Uh, Dallas Stars forward Tyler Sagan could make his season debut in a couple weeks. Stars GM Jim Nill said Sagan is set to begin skating with the taxi squad, which goalie Ben Bishop has already been doing. Bishop hasn't played this season after an offseason knee injury. So Sagan potentially could be coming back from the Stars. I think this is a great example of too little too late. If this had happened maybe a month and a half ago, it might have been better for the stars, but as of right now, that they're just in a world of pain. It's interesting timing, but don't look now. I think they're only like three points out of a playoff spot in the last week or so. They've definitely had some good luck with the people above them and winning a couple games of their own. Um, I it sounds like Sagan's probably not going to be able to come back in time to like help them win, but I, maybe if they can get themselves in, he'd be back for playoffs. So I mean, you know, crazier things guess, have happened. But, Who knows? Yeah. Mac, you're right. They have 48 points. They're fifth in the division. They need to be fourth to make the playoffs. And the Predators are the team ahead of them with 51. And Dallas does have three games in hand, and they're on a three-game winning streak. The only thing that I don't like about everything you just said is the team that's right above them. I think the Predators look really good. I've been watching them. It's tough to bet against UC Soros right now. He, he, he's got to be look like, like the they hottest goaltender the in the NHL Predators right now. Predators really look like Save for maybe two. I, I think – I think Soros looks like one of the best goaltenders in the NHL right now. Oh, sure. yeah. He's, he's been one of the hottest all year. So they were good to me last night. Predators puck line. Anyway, keep your eye on Dallas. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, happy 110th birthday to Teiji Hanma. He was born in 1911, and he played goalie for Japan's national team in the 1936 Winter Olympics in Germany and he is still going strong at 110 years old. So just want to wish him a happy 110th birthday. He, I believe it was like earlier this week, but that is an absolute ridiculous age to live to. So just kudos to him Dude. and, you know, hope things are going well at 110 years young. Where do you get some of these? I mean, that's I awesome, know. but where, where does he get some of these? He's such a pro. I just, I, you know, they find me. It's all about the thrill to hunt. It's like fishing, man. You know, you never know what you're going to reel in. I mean, that's Uh, awesome. I wonder, like, that's that's awesome. From a goalie of the past to a goalie of the present, Vegas goalie nights forward or goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury passed Hockey Hall of Famer Eddie Belfour for fourth on the NHL's all-time wins list last Wednesday night. So as of right now, the top four sit with Marty Brodeur at 691, which is another record I don't think will ever be touched. Uh, Patrick Watt, 551, Bobby Lou at 489, and then Marc-Andre Fleury at 485 when I pulled this stat. So that might have changed a little bit, but uh, just hats off to Flower. Such a likable guy, even though, you know, he's basically tormented Mac and I for the last 15 years. But uh, yeah, I mean, huge accomplishment. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of people didn't realize he was this high up on the list. So I mean, that's my guy, you know, I, I, that's just a great stat. Love that he's that high on the leaderboard. Uh, he will pass Roberto Luongo for third all time. 
And he should, I mean, barring any unforeseen circumstances, he should be the third goalie ever to hit 500 wins, which is going to be pretty awesome. So uh, congrats to him. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I mean, that's just fantastic. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the New York Rangers are going to buy out the contract of defenseman Tony D'Angelo after this season, according to Darren Dreger. The Rangers were reportedly willing to terminate the 25-year-old's contract to allow him to sign with another team as a free agent. It's believed that the Canadians were interested, but D'Angelo did not accept. Drager also reports. So I'm a little bit surprised there just because I don't think another NHL team is going to take a look at him this season. And I honestly, I'm questioning if one will down the road. So, you know, you would think if the, if the Habs were interested, you might as well just take it to stay in the league, but Hey, I don't know, maybe he's going to go somewhere else and maybe it's got something else lined up. So uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think he just wants to go be like a construction worker or something because he clearly would rather make money for like two more years. What is it, two or three more years guaranteed and then go figure something else. I mean, this I think is his last shot to to like play for a team. And yeah, he would have had to like start from scratch with a new contract and like kind of prove his worth again. But like he clearly doesn't believe in himself if he doesn't think he can do that. You know what I mean? So it's just like all the more reason to be like, all right, get this guy out of here next. Yeah. Do you think he plays in North America next season? I don't think he plays in the NHL next season. Okay. I, I do. I, I don't know why. Don't, don't ask me why. I feel like he's going to go to the ducks. I had a, I woke up one day and I just had that feeling, but I, I don't, I don't fucking know. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, with uh, with how close we are to the end of the season, I'm not surprised by this. The Canadian quarantine, seven days, the logistical part of it. Plus, he hasn't skated in forever. I don't. I, I, I'm shocked Montreal took a bid on him to be honest, because I don't think it was worth it at this point in time. But for some reason, I see him in a Ducks uniform when I envision things. But I guess we'll see. I they need another dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. It, it, you know, you're right though. It could be, you know, someone out there could see a chance where they're, you know, he ends the season and goes into free agency. They go, Hey, no one's really going to pick you else up or no one else is going to pick you up. Let's lowball this guy, you know, get him on a cheap deal, you know, sort of low risk, high reward thing. If he pans out and can be a staple in the lineup, great. If he turns out to, you know, be exactly what we've all read about him, whatever, we cut him loose. So maybe someone takes a chance on him in the off season, maybe like one of the bottom feeders, but uh, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Moving up to the Western Hockey League, 15-year-old Connor Bedard has been absolutely torching this league over the last like three months. He is the first player to be granted exceptional status for the WHL. Exceptional status in the CHL, basically, for those that don't know, means they let you play when you're 15. The age to get in is 16. But if you're that good, like if you're like Connor McDavid talent, they'll let you in at age 15. Uh, So he's the first person in this league's history to be given that. In 15 games, he has 12 goals, 16 assists, and 28 points. At the age of 15. The next next part really throws you for a whirl. Yeah. And if you're ready to feel old, he was born in 2005. That is just insane. I can't put that through my head. But like for a 15 year old to go up against (laughs) like 18, 19 and like 20 year old men, 
or young men at least, to put up those numbers, I think is just so impressive. So hats off to him. I know he recently had a death in the family, but, you know, just want to wish him the best. And oh, God, um, really? Yeah, keep on keeping on. Shit. So uh, if you're a high pick in the 2023 draft, look out because I think that kid's going to be a stud. Yeah. Yeah, I know that they've been talking about him. He's going to be the next Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, whatever you want to call him. And so yeah. like they're cranking those kind of caliber players out like crazy right now. Seriously. Uh, moving on to one of the other leagues in the CHL, the Ontario Hockey League has canceled their 2020-2021 season. Uh, they actually announced this this afternoon. Uh, earlier this month, the OHL and the government of Ontario reached an agreement on a return to play for the league. However, worsening pandemic situations in the province of Ontario have basically just made this not a possibility. And uh, it sucks. It sucks for these kids that are trying to get drafted. We mentioned this earlier, but um, they basically just have had to scrap the season. And you, you just really feel for them because it's, you know, they could have had a chance to go to college, but with this whole, oh yeah, we're going to play. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Or they, you know, they could have gone to like the USHL or something like that. And um, you just feel bad for them. Cause w- what are they supposed to do in a situation like this? You know? Yeah. I mean, you can't really do anything. And yeah, it's just the, the, the way the world has just crazily gone the past year. So yeah, I guess on the next season, um, can't really hold anything against them if you're a scout so yeah uh following the blockbuster trade between the washington capitals and detroit red wings jacob vrana and anthony mantha both made instant impacts with their new clubs respectively vrana scored in his first game against the red wings on a nice little breakaway snipe that just absolutely confused the goaltender and mantha has scored in each of his first four games with the caps so maybe the guys on empty betters were right about calming down all the crazed caps fans who were <clears> freaking out and crying and, you know, wondering why their baby boy got traded. But, you know, now that everyone's had a chance to breathe, I think we're going to be okay. Mac virtual knuck- knucklebuck to you and me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just goes to show Mantha that guy, it's as simple as this, right? Mantha makes the caps a better team. He just does. It's everything that we fucking said happened. Imagine that. Because, you know, gambling is one thing. But when you're doing, like, this kind of analysis, it's a little bit different. Because there's no money involved, obviously. Uh, He looks great. And I just – I don't want to say it makes me happy because, obviously, I hate the Capitals. But it makes me happy because we were right. And we were really right. So that Verona goal was like such a Verona goal too. Also, he he had taken a penalty. He was coming out of the penalty box. Yeah. <laughs> got hit for a breakaway. So, I mean, uh, it was good to see him score though. Don't get me wrong. I was excited for him. I think the thing I love about Mantha's impact on the score sheet is it's been all over the place. It's been a wicked snipe on the rush in his first game. It was a power play goal against the Flyers. It was a dirty, greasy, bang it in in front of the net against, I, I think it was the right. Bullet. Bruins maybe I don't know I can't remember and not just the goals he's getting lots of shots on net he's you can tell that physical play like he's playing a way more like capitals hockey game than Brian than Vrana was like unfortunately like he just buys into our system way more He, he just seems like a capital like he seems like he fits there um and he makes our second power play unit so much more threatening 
Yeah, the Caps' second power play unit, not not to discredit anyone that's on it, but it's sort of like, okay, after the first power play unit has had their minute and 15 seconds, you're like, okay. It know. like needed a, it needed like a, an oomph though. And he's like, a he's big right shot. there. I mean, that's that goal he scored in that Bruins game on Sunday on the power play where he just, he just picked a spot from like the top of the circles and just ripped it there through traffic. Like that's yeah. a, that's a goal that we were not scoring on that second unit before we got him. So. Speaking of trade deadline acquisitions, I just want to say this because I saw it and I don't want to forget. Nick Felino, I think, has done his quarantine now and should be joining the Maple Leafs uh, when you're listening to this today, April 21st on Wednesday. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Nice. Do you guys think that's going to be like the key for the Leafs? Or do you think that's going to be another one of those things where they bring someone in and it's like, eh? It could go either way, 50-50. I, really, I said it was going to be one of the biggest trades, I think, on our, our breakdown. But like now the more I think about it, I'm like a little worried about how it's going to go for some reason. I will say that if you don't follow left if, – if you're a big hockey fan and you like you know following all teams but you still have one team like us, Left Coast Leafs podcast, their Twitter page is – fucking hilarious because they just it's basically a rage account because they just go so mad about everything the Leafs do I didn't know this the Leafs power play has been atrocious this horrible year. so bad which is crazy to me because you would never guess it and it was funny because when uh when the Caps played the Flyers and Obi had two goals they tweeted out they said Ovechkin looks like he's literally just having a bag launch in the left circle and they just give it to him and he fucking shoots it and the Leafs just do all this like tic-tac cross there cross this like blah 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 they're like just fucking put matthews on the right side and let him crank it it's not so anyways i got off track um what i was really getting at is that looking at leafs twitter this is the leafs real amount of problems and this is leafs twitter's list of yes problems yeah it's it's not that bad like they're, they're always like you can't use that you're in first place as an excuse you're in first place. Like, what does what do you want? Like, you literally can't get higher than where you need to be right now. You are at the top. You can't – there's nothing that you're chasing. So, I think the Leafs will be fine. Um, you know, Canucks tough loss as a wild card. They're, com- they're coming off. They're fired up. They haven't played. Whatever. I, they play them again tonight. I'm sure they'll smoke them. So, we'll see. Should be an interesting game tonight because uh, the last time these two played, uh, or since then at least – Canucks defenseman Alex Edler has been suspended two games for kneeing Leafs forward Zach Hyman. And then Hyman's going to be out at least short term because of that. So did you guys see that? That sucks. Yes. That's like their, that's their honey badger. That's their glue guy. That's the guy who's taken a huge step this year. They can't, they cannot win a Stanley cup without Zach Hyman. I'll say that right now. I only saw it once briefly and kind of a bad quality video. It looked kind of bad though to me. Yeah, same here. I, th- I thought so it was a hundred percent. I mean, sus- Hyman, like suspension looked, Hyman looked super injured. At least, uh, yeah. I mean, I know that much. So, I think we should segue that into the injuries, and I'll touch on what was said there. So, they say it's not a serious injury. Now, you know how that goes. Oh, week to week, week to week turns into month, month turns into three months. So God knows, I have a feeling that we'll be monitoring this going up until the end of the year into the playoffs, and then we'll see where we're at. That's kind of the inclination I'm getting. But yeah, suspended two games. It was a pretty blatant knee on knee hit, in my opinion. And that really sucks for the Leafs because Hyman's been 
really good for them. So we'll see. It's a good time for Felino to plug into the lineup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another injury to get to Sabres captain Jack Eichel is going to miss the remainder of this season with a herniated disc in his neck. So uh, I don't want to speculate. I would just assume he took a sledgehammer to his own neck to just put himself out of the pain of having to finish the season with this club. But um, in, all, in all seriousness, he's expected to have surgery and should be ready for training camp. So in case you're wondering, the Sabres are officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. Just- Which by the way, now they're even more dangerous because they got nothing to lose and they're out there. And you know what? They've actually looked kind of decent recently with, um, of course, out of- yeah, he looks kind of course. good. Like they're just ready to play spoiler now for everybody. We'll get into more of that a little bit later on, but yeah. I, yeah, I, of I course, out of the trade deadline, they just come out guns a-blazing. Uh, both Alexander Radulov and, as we mentioned earlier, Ben Bishop, who is originally intended to return, will not return to the Stars lineup this season. So they have both already been ruled out for the year. It's over. It's done. It's not happening. Two big pieces for the Stars. So, again, not a great look for them. Is that a question of too little, too late? I think so, but we'll see. Who knows? I also think Radulov is a much bigger piece than a lot of people than a lot of people might realize he is. Um, and without him, that's going to be just that much harder to uh, catch the Preds, especially in the playoffs. He's always been a gamer in the playoffs. It, you know, even going back to when he was with Montreal, he was always just he just had that extra step. Always scores a big goal for sure. Yeah. Uh, Philip Grubauer is out at least two weeks for the Avs in COVID-19 protocol. So I think they're pretty happy that they brought in Devin Dubnik now at the deadline. So um, I don't know what sort of crystal ball that Joe Sackick's looking into, but I would love to get a peek at it because he, you know, basically just shirt up his goaltender and then his starter goes out and, you know, is on COVID protocol. So not great for the Avs, not the end of the world, but, you know, it is what it is. Zach Rowenski is out for the season with a sports hernia for the Blue Jackets as things just continue to go from bad to worse. Uh, that sucks. You know, you never want to see that happen to a guy. Steven Stamkos is out until at least May for the Lightning with a lower body injury. The forward is tied for the Tampa Bay Lightning lead with 17 goals this season. I, I don't think a lot of people knew that. He's sort of been a, flying under the radar, you know, not that Stammer ever does, but I feel like ever since, you know, his, you know, missing so much time last year, he hasn't gotten a ton of attention this season, but um, yeah, definitely not great for them. You know, they obviously have Kucherov coming back soon. We've obviously seen the footage of him skating and him practicing, but. How much you want to bet he comes back before the playoffs? I'll bet my last dollar on it. Oh, a lot. Cause they originally said that he was not going to be back at all for the regular season, but I would, I would yeah. swear on my life that he'll be back before that. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, a guy like him who's as big of a gamer as he is, I don't think he's going to – he'll come back when he's like 60% ready to. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I feel that. Gruesome injury the other night. Sabres forward Kyle Oposo will miss the remainder of the season after having surgery to repair a broken bone in his left cheek after getting hit by a shot. That was ugly. Never want to see that. So, obviously, want to wish him the best. But um, that was just messy, you know, nasty, nasty. It was like off of like a dump in. He was at the blue line, just got caught high in the face. Um, Didn't catch it. Going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, It's just, you know, it was rough. High under the visor, you know, 
uh, one of those type deal. Uh, Vancouver Canucks forward Elias Pettersson is likely out for the season. Uh, congrats to anyone that drafted him in their fantasy roster and held on to him for the last like four and a half months. So, uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> oh, shut me. up. You're gonna win the whole league anyway. <laughs> I am matter. not gonna win the whole league. <laughs> uh, Max trying to jinx you. He is trying to jinx me. Uh, so we're in the playoffs now and things are heating up. Uh, we'll get to that at the end of the episode, but. Um, and then the last injury we have to get to is Canadians goaltender Carey Price is going to miss the next four games in concussion protocol following a collision with Alex Chason. That comes from Canadians head coach Dominic Ducharme today, April 20th. Nice. Uh, so um, not great if you're a Habs fan and uh, you just, you never, you, stop. You're going to make me laugh. Nice. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. You snuck that in there very well. I did. I had to. It's a holiday, right? Guys? What do you guys think? What do you guys think I'm doing in Denver? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're in Denver on 420? Holy oh, yeah. shit. Um so yeah, not something that Habs fans want to see, but four games isn't the end of the world, I think, in this in this grand scheme of things. You just have to look at it like that. And hopefully he can come back soon. And hopefully, if you're a Habs fan, it's not more than four games because it very likely could be. And they didn't look too all right without him when it was just Jake Allen, like shouldering the weight of it while Price no. was, I don't know if he was injured or COVID or what, but he was out for a week or so. And they had it's Allen and some, some fucking guy. Caden Primo, right? Yeah. Okay. That's him. <laughs> didn't look, it didn't look too good. Yeah. They uh, better hope uh, Vancouver doesn't catch fire because that would not be good. Uh, yeah. Personal, the podcast as well. So what like that's that's relevant to our our bet right we have those two teams oh going. yeah did we make a bet about that i, I mean it, it's at least just bragging right yeah exactly know, it's bragging rights we but my team want... got fucking covid outbreak <laughs> okay, I mean, I okay whatever yeah, your team also got the you know end of season deadline extended about two weeks yeah. for them so there you go um couple signings to get to connor sherry re-ups with the caps two years three million i love the shit out of this deal cheap deal yep what a what a team player he is for taking that he did not need he could have gotten more for sure but he was like you know what i like this team realistically i want to keep playing here and realistically i want ov to keep playing here with me so i'm gonna let him have his big cash and, and uh, you know what i th- I think that's the thing that really made this deal happen is he clearly loves playing here so much more than anywhere fit. else he's played in the past yeah and that's yeah. that's the key and that's why he signed here so i think he particularly really likes like the leadership here more yeah. than maybe somewhere Probably else just the winning specifically like, the winning mentality and you know right. how much fun and just this like team red has. and not like yellow yeah. and like you know big catch-up so. over mustard guy you oh know. for yeah. sure yeah. for sure yeah. yeah yeah literally just wait till next season <laughs> when you're like because all the cats fans are like i love carl Hagelin, but he can't finish for shit i'm like well no duh and then when you first <laughs> you first get him everyone's like oh my god carl Hagelin's. i'm like just get i've seen this episode just wait that's exactly <clears throat> by next year you'll be like get him you'll be like get him off the team justin schultz daniel sprong daniel sprong same shit. <laughs> it's all the same i can shit. keep going yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Lowry re-ups with Winnipeg five years, 3.25 AAV. That's love an- that. Yeah. That's another great deal, especially for the jets. Cause love I feel like that. they've got some work to do this off season in bringing people in. So 
Great deal. Good value. Playoff guy. Big body. Son of a bitch to play against. I love that. Seriously. Uh, that wraps it up for news and signings. Do you guys have anything else before we move on to gambling? Uh, no, but I do want to say that our sponsor for the gambling section that you're about to read is about to be my line mate on the empty betters roller hockey team that starts tomorrow. So next episode, I'll be having a segment about that. I am hoping for some awesome type men's league stories. We will see. I haven't played organized roller hockey uh, since I was like 10 and I did that for like one spring. It's kind of weird, but kind of cool. I honestly like it better than ice. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, definition of a two-way player right there. The guy that sponsors the pod and sets you up for goals. So I uh, just want to remind everyone that <laughs> nice. these, yeah, these picks are brought to you by the Maryland Mortgage Wiz. Are you planning on buying your first home this year? Get pre-approved and explore all financing options with Dave Fritz, the Mortgage Wiz. Interest rates are at a, his, it, at a historic low and down payment assistance programs are available. Stop running and put your money in a place that you can call home. Follow Dave on Instagram at Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz for more information. Dave is licensed in Maryland, Delaware, and Florida. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3094. All right, Harry, what have you liked to bet on this past week? Looking forward to this week. What do you got? All righty. Well, as Mac alluded to earlier, the Sabres. They went one in six, I believe, uh, after the hiring of their new coach. And um, that was a burp, not a fart. <laughs> um, now they're five, three, and two in their last 10. And they've just defeated some pretty prominent names in that span, the Caps and Pens being some of them. Uh, you know, they've hit some alternate puck lines at plus 600, plus 700, some really good values. And then the Red Wings. Um, they are four, four and two in their last 10. They played the Dallas stars really hard last night. They play them again tonight. I actually kind of like the wings on that, uh, April 20th for that'd be past tense when you're listening to this, but keep an eye out on those two. I mean, they're playing spoilers real well. Uh, they seem to just be playing with the house's money. Nobody gives a shit. Really. There's no pressure. Uh, you got some young guys, some unproven guys getting some ice time. So they're playing really hard. So I would, I would definitely, uh, respect the money line values for these teams and uh, probably start dabbling in that a little bit. Uh, the avalanche are the last remaining team in the NHL to still have single digit losses in regulation, which is just fucking nuts. Cause we are basically going to be done the season here in the next three ish weeks. A lot of teams and, only have 10 games left. Yeah. So, I mean, knowing that it's, you know, Colorado puck, uh, money line is always steep right now. But what you can do, if you don't know this already, you can bet teams to win in regulation, which will give you a better value. So I'd say at any given time, the Avalanche are probably expected to be minus 240 favorites, depending. But that's on against an average team, they're going to be minus 240. You bet them in regulation, you might be able to get it at minus 190, minus 180. That might be a, a better option for you, uh, given this stat. And what else we got? The Rangers. The Rangers have won uh, three straight versus the Devils, and they outscored them 18 to six in that span. And New York has now won four in a row. So the Rangers are here and they are coming hard. Yeah, the Bruins it's, need to definitely keep one eye uh, looking back over their shoulder because they are they're coming fast. 
Well, and that's kind of like one of the things I wanted to talk about. I guess we could do it in the market report or we could do it now. Um, if you want to talk a little standings, should we see? I have the uh, I have the Bruins in my market report, spoiler alert, so we can go back okay. and forth a little on that. All right, I'll save it for then. Um, Hawks and Preds have a three-game series this week. Keep an eye on that. Preds took the first game last night, April 19th. So you got to think the Hawks are going to take one of them. So maybe bet them the second game, and if they lose, then hammer them a little harder the third game because I can't imagine the Preds taking all three. I I believe that the Predators have yet to lose to the Hawks all season. Right, which can sway one of two ways. The Hawks are just fed up and they're not going to get swept, or the Preds are a lock. I'm going to lean more – I'm going to lean more towards the Hawks aren't going to get swept. Uh, so they, I got, keep... they got pride. I would think they find a way to win one of them. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, comes down to who's starting in goal for the Hawks. <clears throat> I was going to say, no offense, but they could probably win a game against Pekka. Yeah. Yes. And who's in that for the Preds? Uh, keep an eye on the Canucks. I'm just going to keep that kind of vague. I mean, they've got some pretty good money line values, and now that Pedersen's out the rest of the season, that's going to factor too. So uh, keep an eye on that. Fun fact, the Senators went 6-2 and two against the Flames this year. That's insane. I think that's the only team that they had a winning record against. You can't bet that now because this, I think the series season series is yeah. over. But The Flames are horrible. Um, just, they, that's such a bad yeah, hockey team. Stink. Yeah, they they just suck to watch. Like, no offense to Calgary fans out there, but like they're like no, they suck. they're a frustrating team to watch, and I don't. I'm not. And even they a fan. shouldn't like, be with no the talent the that flight, they have. But they're frustrating. Yeah. Yes. Um, these last two I think are very important. So Connor McDavid, right now, is averaging two point oh two points per game at home this season, which is fucking nuts. <clears throat> there are only two players in NHL history who have higher points per games in a single season at home. They would be by the names of Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager. Not bad company to be in. He's on fucking fire. Uh, if he's at home, I mean, his two points is probably at like plus 120, something like that. His one point is probably at like minus 280, but if you're really ballsy, oh, yeah. you could his, take that and hope hope it's not the night he takes off. His like one point is just it's not worth your time. But I've even seen like, you know, even if his like two points gets down to even, it might be worth your time to take it. Yeah. So keep an eye when the Oilers are at home. The McDavid props are looking pretty good this season. And Mike Matheson can't believe I'm saying this because at the start of the year, I would have totally not, but has just found a different gear with the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. He has, before we started recording, nine points in his last 10 games. He scored the first goal while we were recording tonight against the Devils. So he now has 10 points in his last 11 games. I took him on a prop bet right before we started recording for him to get a point at plus 155. Uh, that hit. So I would just keep riding that train. He's he's looking really good. He's getting a lot of ice time and he looks confident. So uh, Mike Matheson props. Can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. No, those are all great points. And uh, yeah, Matheson's been on a tear. Another guy that I like that's been on a tear that I've been doing a lot of player props on is Jason Robertson. This guy was my first liner last week and I picked him up on my fantasy team. He leads all rookies in points since March 1st. I know that, you know, we've been talking about Kirill Kaprizov as, you know, clear cut Calder favor. It's over. It's done. Book it. The guy's had an amazing season. Robertson's had 27 points since March 1st. 
And that's Holy been what it's nuts. Cause you consider how up and down the stars have been. And this guy has been one of the biggest contributors for that team. So, you know, go out and look at like some of the odds for him to have like, or for him to have like a point in a game is you it's always been plus from what I've seen that might change now just because of the track record. But I was getting this guy at like a plus plus one twenty to get a point, stuff like that, which is just ridiculous. You want to like move over to like him getting a goal. You're easily in the plus 200 territory. And I think that's well worth your money. Solid fine. Yeah. Mac, you got anything you like? I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to give advice after the week I had last week, but <laughs> um, no, honestly, don't listen to me. Listen to everything Harrison said. That was a very in-depth uh, gambling trends thing. We might have to just hand this segment of the show over to Harrison at some point because he seems to always do – I don't know how you dig up some of these stats that are like real specific. That one about McDavid and Mario and stuff was a good one. If you well, I don't want to give away my source because I'm scared people <laughs> to listen. So you know what? Fuck you guys. No, I'm gonna tell keep me it. later. Tell me off. Empire. <laughs> no, no, it's it's different. It's actually a very basic one. Um, it's a Twitter account, but I'm not gonna reveal it because you should be following us, not them. So there you no, go. Yes. All right, Harry. What who do you have for first and fourth liner this week? Uh first liner pains me to say it, but Anthony Mantha, and I'm gonna do it because I like that. You know, we stuck our neck out and it seems to be working well right off the bat. So they already sucked him off a little too much earlier. So I'm not really going to go into stats. My fourth liner, I feel bad because his team stinks, but, you know, he's been playing well, relatively well this season, but not so much the past five to six starts. Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, the goaltender for the New Jersey Devils, he's basically gotten shit spanked by the Pens and the Bruins in the last five games. So. <laughs> I, I feel a little bad for him, um, but yeah, he's going to be my fourth liner for this. The Devils week. are more of a mess than anybody else in the league right now. Like they're, they're down easily. five nothing in the first period to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Though right now they are. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's bad. It happens. Uh, my first liner is going to be Jeremy Swayman, the goaltender for the Boston Bruins. Essentially, like on the depth chart, this guy would probably be the Bruins' fourth goaltender. You would think. I think it would go Rask, Halak, Darth, and then this guy. So he got his first career shutout against the Islanders this past Friday and got me 12 whole fantasy points, which was huge because I picked him up that day just because he was playing. So kudos to him. My fourth liner is going to be Max Domi. I'm pretty sure we've all put this guy as our fourth liner at least once this season. And a lot of this is down to the fact that the Jackets have just been one of the worst teams in the league all year. But he's been scratched for these past two consecutive games, which means things aren't going well between him and Torts. And he's only got seven goals, 12 assists for 19 points in 46 games. And that's well on pace for a career worst season in the NHL. And for a guy that's moved around a lot and just sort of hasn't really found that home yet, I think his lowest like point total in an NHL season is like 38. And I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to that. So I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad ragging on him, but it's just, it's not working out in Columbus for Max. So I don't anticipate him being there for quite much longer. And then for my first liner, I've got the cat with Chicago, Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, three goals, three assists in his last six games. Um, and I would have put like more. I think it's actually like four goals and four assists in his last whatever. I can't count that high, so I just kept it simple. Um, and then we have Stastny as my fourth liner. Uh, Winnipeg is just like – 
don't know. Here's the thing. Winnipeg seems like a playoff team to me this season, but I, I need I need a guy like Stastny to get going more than he has. I know he's like getting a little a little up there in age, but three points in his last 10 games. So he's got one goal and two assists in his last 10 games. Um, I don't know. For me, for Winnipeg, I think they've got a lot of moving pieces, but especially after losing line A this year, like guy like Stastny should be a much bigger part of their points production on a given night. Yeah, I'd agree. I just want to say for the record, the devil's money line right now, live bet is plus 10,000. <laughs> if they came back against Pittsburgh down five, nothing. Yeah. They're, they're down five, nothing. So, so. plus 10,000. So it'd be what that's, uh, somebody do math. If you Nick, put ten bucks on it, then I, you're winning a thousand. Is that? I think Nick. I was just telling Mac. Um, Devils <laughs> live bet right now down five nothing to Pittsburgh is plus ten thousand. I mean, it couldn't hurt. Who's in goal? <laughs> <laughs> who's in oh. like who's in goal for the Penguins? I mean, you're it's you jar, said you're already jar. up eighty bucks or whatever. Why don't you? you yeah, should at least put put five it, on it. Bet against your own team now. I don't know. Nah, I'd rather I, I'd I'd rather not win ten grand than have the Penguins lose this game. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. That's fair. Re- really? Fair no, not really. But... Well, I think it's I think it's a grand though. Yeah, if it's yeah. plus ten thousand, it's one grand, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be nice, but you know what? I'd rather the Pens win. I just don't want to deal with that. You could win ten grand if you put a hundred on it. Dude, stop! I actually. <laughs> you're almost right. up hundred, anyways, grand, man. So. I mean, you're you're right there. That, exactly. Then you'd only be down twenty dollars, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's uh, my mind, my mind is. Don't let out. your friends give you betting advice. They might try to screw with you. Just a yeah. blanket rule. Yeah. Um, market report. Yep. Should we get to? It? All right, let's talk. Um. Mac, I want you to start because okay, yeah, because we it's gonna yes. we're gonna talk about this for a few minutes. So my trending up team, I actually picked the Bruins. Uh, I didn't pull any specific stats. I just picked them because after watching the last couple games they've played, including a few against the Caps, they look like they've cleaned things up. Uh, in general, they're one of my least favorite opponents to play. I mean, granted, they have had the Caps number more so than a lot of other teams too, so that's a little bit more specific to me and other Caps fans. But I was looking at the standings. I know we talked about earlier that the Rangers are surging. They're coming up. I think it might be a little little too late for the Rangers because of the way Boston is playing. They've got Tuca back. Tuca looks like primetime Tuca in the last like five games to me since he's returned. He's looked like he hasn't missed a beat. Maybe he got like the rest he needed or something, but he looks damn good. Yeah, so I, I was able to watch a couple – um glimpses of those games that you guys had against them marshan looks great per usual i mean him and bergeron yeah, we, he's we so frustrated infuriating yeah. that whole that whole line is just like what what the hell and now they have taylor hall on their second line and they so, got it's just a deep team that was my second point was that taylor hall has looked way better in a bruins uniform than he did in a sabers uniform which i think we all expected but he's really like looked very good so that's not good. I'm looking at the standings right now. Um, They've got games in hand too, don't they? The Bruins have games in hand on everybody in our division. So right. the Bruins have only played 43. The Rangers have played 45. The Bruins have 56 points and the Rangers have 52. Both teams have won four in a row. 
and both teams have seven wins in their last 10 games. So hear me That's out. Interesting. This is going to sound nuts, but here's a bold – I don't want to say prediction because I don't think it will oh, happen, God. but this is what I – this is the only way I can see the Rangers getting in. The Islanders have to fucking collapse because, hear me out, the Caps aren't going to. I know they're not. I would like to think, and this is just paranoia <laughs> creeping in, I don't think the Penguins are going to, especially given how easy our schedule is, and hopefully Buffalo doesn't. The second half of the season, the Penguins won't collapse. Yeah, I don't think they will, and we play Buffalo and Jersey too many times. So I just would like to think we'll be fine. The Islanders are right now in second place in the division with 45 games played with 60 points. They, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They are the only hope that I can see for the Rangers to make it because I think the Bruins are about to go into beast mode. I don't think the Penguins are slowing down, and I don't think the Caps are slowing down. The Islanders are the only team right now that I can say show a little bit of weakness, perhaps. So if the Rangers make the playoffs, it has to happen with the Islanders missing it. That's my bold Fair take. Fair enough. That's interesting, yeah. The, um, the Bruins' remaining schedule, ready for this? Mm-hmm. Sabers, 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 Penguins, Penguins, Sabers. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the other thing though, I really think it's the Devils that that's the slam dunk opponent at this point. I don't think those Sabers games are like a gimme anymore. I like no. they sh- you should win them still, but I don't think they're like. I mean, for a little while, we all know, like during that losing streak, it was like sweet slam dunk every yeah. time win. Like you just knew you were gonna win that game that night. I don't think that the Sabres are nearly as – like they play them three times in a row right now, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think the Sabres will definitely win one of those games. Maybe two if they're lucky. Maybe. Well, and, and the Sabres are still last in the division, but with the way things are going, I don't think that will be the case. The Sabres are 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. The Devils are 1-8-1, and one, and they've lost six in a row, and they're well, about to lose seven in a row. And hear me out. I don't know. I mean, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of you to A – be disqualified from the playoffs. You're like, well, we're, you know, there's nothing to it's worry over. about anymore. And B, I think it takes a ton of pressure off that team to lose Taylor Hall, a guy who's supposed to be really good, but is struggling. Like sometimes that just kind of affects the whole room in a weird way. And so losing him might've been just like kind of a weight off their shoulders. And now all these, you know, lesser guys feel like they can just step up and play their game and not worry about like what he's doing or why he's not scoring anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think they've button. got a chip on their shoulder. It is a reset button. Um, That's one of the things that we talked about coming out of the deadline is you just never know what's going to happen, and this team has caught fire coming out of the deadline. So Right. And um, here, here's something interesting. The Rangers' next couple of games, and this is the next six games for the Rangers will determine if they will make the playoffs or not, in my opinion. Hmm. Flyers, Flyers, Buffalo, Buffalo, Islanders, Islanders. Ooh, that those Islanders games are going to be must watch television. Yeah, especially if they manage to win those Flyers and Sabres games. Could you imagine? Do you guys remember what was it like 2012 when the Rangers and Flyers had to go to a shootout to determine who got that last playoff spot? If it was you imagine if the Rangers and Islanders had to go to a shootout to determine if the Rangers made the playoffs? Oh man. Now disclaimer, that's not their final that's not their last game. They still have four games after that. But the next six, yeah. I truly believe the Rangers have to I mean, if you believe what I believe, the Rangers have to go at least five and one in that six game span. Yeah, probably. Because I don't put the pressure on, yeah. 
Yes, and the Islanders are going to have to just fall apart, which I don't know will happen, but they're the one team I think who could. It'll be interesting to keep our eyes on that East division. Um, moving on, I didn't have any down teams because you guys kind of took them both that, that were the main <laughs> ones. I don't know. All the, sh- all the shitty teams like are just shitty. Shit. Like We all know it. Like We've talked about them. I didn't feel like belaboring a point we've already been to, so I'll just let you guys talk about yeah. the two main shitty teams, which we've already kind of touched on, but go ahead. Yeah, we already talked about the Devils. They were my fourth line team, one eight and one in their last ten. Harry, you already touched on that. They lost their last six in a row. It's about to be seven, so uh, bad. Just you know, they're falling apart. Uh, don't really know what's going on there, but it, it's certainly not anything to write home about. My up team is going to be the Minnesota Wild. I could have chosen the Abs for this one, but I wanted to focus more on the Wild. They've won their last four in a row, and they're seven two and one in their last ten, and they're in my opinion right now, they're putting together decent hockey where they could win some playoff games. I don't, you know, depending on who they draw in the first round. And right now that's probably going to be Vegas, which is definitely not a matchup that they want, but I really think that, you know, that's not going to be as much as a walk in the park as people think it might be. And those two teams have had some really exciting games against each other this season. Not all of them, but at least a couple of them have been real close and exciting games. I know Minnesota has won a couple of like really frustrating games where, where basically Vegas looked really frustrated. And so you're right. It's not going to be a walk in the park, even if they do get VGK. Well, VGK is my up team for the week. They've won six in a row. I would classify them probably as one of the hottest teams in the league, if not the hottest. I would say the hottest. Uh, Yeah, they look great. The goaltending's been good. Pacioretty's been playing really well. They cocked Marlowe out of his win in his all-time record-setting game, of course, in typical Sharks fashion. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Golden Knights. I I feel like we'd say this like every episode, but – um, them in Colorado, man, that is going to be one hell of a matchup. If that happens, that's, that's the two juggernauts in my, it opinion. has to like, we have to be able to see that now. Yeah, that would be a great matchup. Uh, my down team, the Columbus blue jackets, fun fact, they are now below Detroit in the central standings. So we've been ragged doll in Detroit all season long. They haven't been, the Detroit Red Wings haven't been favored in one game so far this year. And now we got Columbus below them with Max Domi scratched and Patrick Laine playing his Xbox. So I don't really know what we're going to do. Um, it's just chaos in Columbus right now. And I would imagine towards is gone after this season. I was going to say, you have to think they're going to can him. I mean, even it's, it, he should be, he, he should be. And you know, you can say it's not directly his fault, but they have to do something. It, him being there is clearly not working. It was it's for a little bit, not the right fit. Yeah, it was for a little bit. It sort of reminds me of like the caps with Bruce Boudreau. Like it got them here, but it's not going to take them any further than that. And they need someone else to take them to that next, like the, that next level. So um, I like that analogy. Yeah. That does it for our market report segment. Uh, Nick, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the standings updates. If the playoffs started today. Yeah. Which some good stuff going on. So I I forget who released this article. I want to say it was like bar down or TSN and I could be completely wrong. So don't quote me on that, but they released uh, an article two days ago on what the best playoff matchups would be ranking them like one through eight. uh, If the playoffs started today. So we're going to go from number eight to number one. So Colorado would play Arizona. 
I think we all know who's going to win that one. That's not really a secret. I think Arizona could potentially steal a game, but honestly, I would probably say that's probably the series. I'm like, okay, four Oh sweep done. These are all seven games too, right? This year, like there's none of that five game yeah. garbage anymore. Re- regular okay. old, yeah. regular old seven. Games. Sweet. Just making sure. Continue. Uh, up next would be Vegas and Minnesota. We touched on that a little bit earlier. I think Minnesota could get two out of that. Just if like Talbot is able to stand on his head, you know, that's, I agree. that's an up, that's an upset watch. That could be, that could be one. Yeah. That's, that's another one where I'm like, oh, here we go again. I'm big on the wild. So, um, yeah. you know, it's going to be last year all over again. Uh, Carolina and Nashville. I feel like that could be an interesting one. And that's one where a lot of people are just going to be like, what in the world is this series going to look like? And you're just not going to know. Like Soros could easily steal that series mm-hmm. for the Preds. That one's such a coin flip. If that right. was, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you in that one. Yeah. It's like uh, Carolina's the better team, but Nashville is the hotter team. Yes. Yeah, at this moment in time. Yeah. And it's two like southern cities that are trying to like that they both kind of are trying to be the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh two great defensive cores. It would be great to see them match up against each other. Uh up next, we would have the Islanders and the Penguins, which uh, great Ooh. playoff history there. Gotta love, love that. Matchup. That's yeah. gonna be a nitty-gritty, Ugh. you know. Knock down, oh, drag them out, slug fest. So, Harry, what are your thoughts on that going in to play the Islanders? Because I can tell you how that story ends. I lived through it last year, and it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they they swept us two years ago, so that kind of sucks. I don't know. They're the one team I wouldn't want to play. We match up with the Rangers pretty well. When I say we match up with the Caps well, this season we've played the Caps well. It's always a coin flip but we have played you guys relatively well compared to other teams so far yeah. this year well, and every i don't playoff wanna... series going back to you know 2007 yes. so i mean right. i guess i'd rather play the islanders than the bruins because we we've won one game at td garden in the last like 10 years the thing is, as we're talking about all these East teams, there's just no good scenario. Like you're well, going to yeah, have to play oh, a God. really good team. Like you're kind of just screwed either way. So Pens and four. Fuck you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> um, up next, we have Winnipeg and Edmonton. That's another one where it's just like, go ahead and flip a coin because who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know, my money would, I feel like I would have to go with, the Jets just because you have Hellebuck goaltending, 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 Hellebuck over who would it be? Hellebuck, uh, they win it in like they win it in like six or seven. Hellebuck has like two shutouts or some crazy shit like that. Mike Smith's been playing really well this season. I wouldn't, he has, but like you know, talk about like anyone you like if you could like pick a one goaltender to have in like a playoff series. I feel like Hellebuck's got to be on your short list. I ain't yeah. betting against. I am not betting against McDavid. There's just no way. I yeah. I can't. I mean, dude, I would love to see the over under of his points in the series for that. It put it at like I guess let's say seventeen and a half. I don't know. It's not. Yeah. Two. That's like every two game. Point something points. Like every game, just yeah. parlay McDavid two points and Shifley two points, and you're gold. Like oh you're gonna my. you're gonna pay I your rent that. for the next like six months. I would go Oilers if you put a gun to my head. So. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, the next series, one I've been begging for, and I've been saying this since the beginning of the year, I want the Sunshine State rivalry, Florida versus Tampa Bay. This needs to be a thing if hockey is going to continue to expand in that market. I think this is great. I think this could be That'd the be next so fun. like big rivalry for the NHL. And now that Florida has really like beefed up their lineup, I think this could be a really, I, I think this could be a real series. Like I could see that one going seven. And I mean, Tampa Bay always had like a pretty strong following, I think. But when you win a cup, it just awakens everybody in the city to the fact that you exist. Like if you didn't already care about it, you know. And so having that just happen, suddenly all those like fair weathered new Tampa Bay like fans would show up to these games and be like, there's another Florida team. Yeah, all the snow. We hate them. Like, and yeah, it just exactly. started like immediate like rivalry. So that'd be sweet. Like if you're the Panthers, the best thing for your program could be knocking off the defending Stanley Cup champions in the first round. Yeah. What an opportunity, right? Right. I would well, enough enough of all this like, oh, I love fun. who you who you got? Oh, the Bolts, 100%. Tampa. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be Tampa. Cats. Really? I love that energy. I would cats play hard for the Cats. Like great. I, I've watched a lot would. of Cats games. You want to talk about great first round, like value pick upset. It would like a hundred percent. The cats would probably be the cats in Minnesota would probably be your two best. Like actually in terms of value and then Could actually happen chance is of happening. good value. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, the I like second, the cats, man. yeah, that could happen. Uh, Bob stands on his head. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second best series. And I'm going to have to agree with this, despite all the North division hype we get is Toronto, Montreal, just because of if you don't pick the Leafs, you are not you're you you suck. I'm not I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go ahead and be like, oh Montreal could steal this one. I'm but gonna they go could, ahead. but they, they could they could if this was a five-game series like what they did with the Penguins last year. I don't anticipate mm. being them like to I just don't see That's them being able probably to probably true, but yeah. if Carey Price is like fully healthy, don't count them out. Like I'm That's not saying this exactly couldn't go, I, like I'm not saying this playoff couldn't go carry six price or seven. doesn't matter if he's had an on and off year playoff carry price he might he might just say F That's true on. and honestly I love the way that the Habs back end is playing I love Petrie what, I love Weber got, like, I love Eric Romanov Stahl. yeah like, that's like a team that could definitely win a, a playoff series and the worm <laughs> so um oh, it could happen I could see it going six or seven I just if the Leafs blow this one that's oh the problem god. is they're oh my their god asses are gonna be their asses are gonna be puckered because i mean all the pressures on them that's their biggest rival exactly that being said toronto will smoke them i have no doubt it's the two biggest hockey markets in the world mm-hmm. going head to head yeah i toronto ain't losing that i'm sorry right I, I can't it's canada's teams like Yes. Going at it. It's the entire country being divided down the middle on who they're rooting for. And the the Twitter, the fans outside the stadium, we need that after last season. Like we need that. Y'all know who I'd be rooting for. <laughs> you um, know who I'll be rooting for. <laughs> yeah. I think all of the listeners at this point, if you've listened to even like two or three episodes, you should know which uh which side we we all stand on, I think. <laughs> Um, and this one, this one is going to just basically be a a boxing match with a hockey game slightly adjacent to it is the caps and the Bruins. Because if you haven't paid attention to any of these games this year, it's just been a bloodbath. There's been nasty hits. There's been wicked fights to use a a Boston area term. 
these teams have basically beaten up on each other all year. There's been blowouts both ways. There's so much talent on either end of these lineups. Who would you guys have in a seven game series here? I got to say at a certain point in the season, I would have been able to take the caps after that last game. I don't think that last game gave me no hope if we have Boston in a playoff series. And the main reason was goaltending, and that's on both teams. Rask made it almost impossible for us to score goals. All three of the goals we got, we had to really like either take a perfect shot or work hard for that goal. Um, we had four breakaways in that game, didn't score on any of them. Uh, and also, we like we couldn't get a save. Like at a, our, our goaltending has looked a little suspect over the last like two weeks, in my opinion. I don't think we have a clear cut guy. I think that's a big question mark. And I think in a series against a team like Boston, that can put you behind real fast if you lose the first two or something like that, and then you're just fighting for your life. I I think that's exactly what happened too. And then we'd manage to maybe get it to six or seven and still lose. Harry. Uh. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. I but like I just have thought from the start, like the Caps, they're a good team. Like I guess because I'm not a fan, and it's just like how I think of the Penguins, and you guys think of the Penguins. You get paranoid as a fan. Like you think your team is probably worse than they really are. Um, I would have to say the Caps in seven, but holy shit, that would be the most physical bloodbath. Jack Edwards, rage-inducing, like, Joe Beninati, bone-crushing, like, awesome announcing. That's the fight I want to see is Jack Edwards, Joe Beninati in the press oh box. Oh, my just... God. <laughs> Screw Jake Paul. That's I'll tell you want. who would win my Q test. <laughs> Joe yeah. Beninati, lacrosse legend, would absolutely dummy that Edwards. four-eyed squid, Jack yeah. Edwards. You're right. What's the... Nick, this is the third episode in a row. I'm going to ask you this. What's the color guy's name? Uh, Andy Brickley. We got him versus Craig, too. As the, him as the versus o- Craig Lachlan, who played oh, in I'll the I'll tell NHL. you who's going to win that yeah, one, too. Yeah. 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 As the opening card. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's funny. Um, yeah, this one, Mac, you're right. It really comes down to goaltending. Rask, if he's on his game, is one of the best in the league. And that Bruins team has looked lethal lately. And I've I've said this, you know, Early on in the season, the Caps matched up against the Bruins really, really well. And typically, yeah. the Caps in the past have matched up against this Bruins team very well, especially going into TD Garden. They've been able to sort of have their way with this club. Not mm-hmm. now. That Bruins no. team is white hot. Rask is red hot. And the Caps mm-hmm. goaltending, you're right. You said you looked a, it looked a little bit suspect. And, and honestly, the, the, I, I have to agree with you. The Bruins specifically have like just had no issue against Sammy or Vanny. Like they've just – they've totally got both of them figured out it seems over the last couple games we've played like it doesn't matter who's in net they're gonna score like five or six goals yeah and the only other thing i'll say this speculation is if the scenario that we said earlier where the islanders collapse the rangers sneak in penguins would get boston which i just hate that and you guys would get the rangers which i would also also imagine might be worse might be worse in a totally different way because we lose all those games like one to nothing or in a matchup (laughs) standpoint you would just it's just a disaster for the caps it just hasn't worked yeah that one's really really tough yeah all righty well that's that's enough of the speculation yeah any final notes our fantasy playoffs are they're getting intense 
I'm well, in the we, losers bracket, so I'm just here for the fun of it. At this point, I actually would like you to win because my sister's also totally like I appreciate toast that. at this point. So, so will we know who the winner is before next episode drops? We already know who so, one of the finalists is. It's yeah, I, it, I'm sorry, Kurt, it's it, Curtin's no, gonna Curtin, roll. He's having an insane week, and my sister has had a really cold week just at the wrong time. So it's kind of a bummer. She had a good season, but yeah, Curtin's gonna definitely win that one. What does he win if he wins it all? It's like 230 bucks or something like that. Oh, yeah. shit. Good feet, man. Damn. Um, so it's going to be Curtin against either uh, friend of the pod, Sean Wertheim, or our very own Nick Manella. Oh, shit. So, Nick. I hope right. Nick versus Curtin would be a really sweet final, honestly. And he, he like, drilled me good in, like, the second to last yeah. game of the season. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's well, two good teams. I'll be I'm, looking I'm riding to Jason Robertson to the final. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm only go. rooting for you because I'm hoping you put the money back into the pod. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but after I straight. hear about the car troubles, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah slim chance that's going to the pod. Let's be real. That's going to tolls what it costs to gas that car up and then the amount of metal that I'm going to have to add to it for to sure. make it stable no, again. I'm, so. I'm only kidding. That's exactly what you should put it towards. Alrighty. Well, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, thank you as always for the support. Go check out uh, the new merch on our new merch shop that we have. You can find the link either in any bio on our social media pages or at emptybetters.com. Uh, check out the website. Be on the lookout for our Insta stories and tweets. We've been tweeting a lot of pics there. So that's the best way to you know, follow our gambling activity. Uh, and last one last time, Nick, are you good? Good. Alrighty. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>